0: God bless football, Billy Gill. God bless football, Stu Gatz. Huh? It's been a while. Yeah, I know it has been a while. You know what's coming up next week? Uh, hmm. Next week. Next week is a little thing I like to call the NFL draft. <laughs> oh, how about that draft week? I love <laughs> a good draft. It's crazy it smells week. <laughs> Why am I blurting out it smells weak? It's our week. I don't know. I just Who owns know. draft week? That is a great question. Um, Not the Jets. No. Nope. They never own it. They're always up there selecting, <laughs> but they're certainly not owning it. Uh, Ozzie Newsome, he's certainly one of the candidates. I would say, well, that's a great question, Billy. Who does own draft week? Um, I guess it's Mel Kiper, right? Hmm.
3: Are you a uh, Mel guy
0: or a Todd guy? Well, I'm a Todd guy only because I'll be on stupidity next week. Oh, so. there you go. Yeah. <laughs> if it was Mel, I'd tell you I was a Mel guy. Yeah. I like Mel and Todd. Mod,
3: you know? Yeah. I like the yeah. back and forth they have. You know who I think owns Draft Week gots? Who? Ufos. That a boy.
0: <laughs> that a boy. You are good. Look at you in Detroit. I Feel <laughs> the <laughs> Oh, I love Ufos. I really do. Uh, God bless football prediction pools presented by Ufos. Uh, we'll have details for that uh, in just a second. We got all kinds of things going on with Ufos with DraftKings. You and I, right before we came on the air, and thank you to Ufos for sponsoring our draft special here. But we were discussing Ufos because they were kind enough to send us three pairs of shoes. Holy shit, Billy! Those are the most comfortable things my feet have ever been in. Period. End of discussion.
3: So, guys. When we would do the regular season of god bless football we always had the daily fantasy contest so you can compete against us this time things are a little bit different we have a god bless football prediction pool presented by ufo so you can go to draftkings.com god bless football and if you register between now and draft day april 28th before the first round starts you can lock in Make your predictions of how the pool is going to play off. The pool's questions are based solely on things that happen in this episode of God Bless Football. Things that Stugat says, things that Golik says, and you can kind of decide, are they right? Are they wrong? Are they going to be right or wrong? I guess I just said that. Anyway, Mm -hmm. you go to DraftKings.com slash GodBlessFootball, make your picks, and you have your chance now to play for free at a shot of $5,000 in total prizes. Wow, how about that? Feel yeah. the ooh. This is our biggest pool sugats. I think the highest we would get before was three thousand. This is five thousand dollars in total prizes. DraftKings.com slash god bless football for the draft. That is awesome. Billy with UFOs, by the way, they sent me two pairs of slides, one pair of shoes.
0: Now, Mm -hmm. I like the camouflage slides. I've been wearing those all week. They're so comfortable. And I love the shoes. Now, you're wearing the shoes right now. What I can tell people is it is free delivery, free shipping, and 30 day return if you don't like them. How about that? How about that? Just go to ufos.com. O-O-F-O-S dot com. Little prediction pool for the draft, huh? Based on things me and Gullick said. How about that?
3: How do you think that you would do if you participated in the prediction pool? Like, would you agree with yourself? I could see yourself just disagreeing with yourself and possibly doing better. I already want to rip up my mock draft. Really? (laughs) Mock draft 1.0. We haven't even got into it yet on the show. I know I do my first ever mock
0: 1.0 I've done you know I've done mock drafts before I just never released them this time I actually get yeah this time I actually get to release them I would probably bet against what it is I'm telling you is going to happen I think that right yeah listen to this
3: episode but don't take any of it well no listen to what Golick says and listen to what Chris Sims has to say just don't Mm. listen to what I have to say is that fair Well, I mean, the plan was to build up to the mock draft at the end, and you would Uh, we'd be telling people how you're going to give them. Listen to me.
0: Listen to every word it is that I say. No one has studied the draft and studied these players more than I have, and I'll tell you why no one's more invested as a fan than I am because the Jets have two of the top 10 picks in this year's NFL draft in the first round, Billy. And there's a lot of speculation that the Jets who were in on uh, Tariq Hill, he ended up choosing the Dolphins, Mm -hmm. but the Jets might be looking at Debo Samuel. Mm -hmm. They might be looking at DK Metcalf. Mm -hmm. The Jets with those two first round picks, they might find themselves an All-Pro wide receiver, not from college, who's already in the NFL. That's why you stock up on draft capital. That's why you have the picks, Billy. So on draft day, you might be able to pull a deal. You either take the guy that you like, whoever is best on your big board when that when your pick becomes available, or you trade those picks away, and all of a sudden, boom! TK Metcalf's
3: on your team. How about that? Boom. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like if we go longer, you're gonna. We're, you weren't you weren't nearly as excited as
0: I was. For this. Well,
3: because because what I think is gonna happen is the more we yeah. talk, you're going to give away your entire mock draft before <laughs> we even get to it. How many picks did you make, by the way? I picked the entire first oh, round. Oh, God, <laughs>
0: with trades. <laughs> Spoiler alert! That's what you told me to do. No. <laughs> I think you said the first 15. I I did the entire first round. That's you, I did all six rounds, Billy. (laughs) Always going the extra mile. Yes. I had all six rounds right now, but you told me we were short on time wrapping up. Mm, I mean, I I feel like you did that. Uh, Anyway, what's going on in Detroit? Can you, just before we get to Gola, Chris Sims, my mock draft, we get to God bless football. Uh, Billy right now is in Detroit. He is doing this from a hotel because you are the only person in America. I mean, people detroit don't care this much Mm -hmm. but you are chasing you're pursuing you are following miguel some might say (laughs) until he gets his 3000th hit so give us some details what happened yesterday
3: yesterday uh was a bit of an adventure i didn't think that i was going to get there in time i had to overcome many things like a very long security line that almost had me miss my flight a parking situation that had me pay for parking in one parking lot and then have them redirect me to four different parking lots the fourth parking lot was the same parking lot i started at and by that time that parking lot was full and they just (laughs) said sorry there's no more parking and gave me my money back which never happens um yeah and that was right at the time of first pitch by the time that ordeal ended so then i found another parking lot anyways i got in cabrera went oh for three and then in the eighth inning, Aaron Boone, I mean, who is just my new nemesis. I don't want to oh deal boy. with that guy ever again.
0: Wait, help people out here, Billy. What is the score in the game, okay? What's the score of
3: the game? Because well, I know where
0: you're headed here. <laughs> yeah. So the
3: Tigers are winning one to nothing in the bottom yeah. of the eighth inning. The bases are loaded. The, uh, the person just before Cabrera hits into a double play. So first base is now open. So it's second and third in a one nothing game, right? Yeah, with a lefty on deck after Cabrera. So they <laughs> right. intentionally walk Miguel Cabrera and everybody just loses it. <laughs> he loses it on this Aaron Boone, myself included. And you know what? I can be petty and I can be mad at Aaron Boone for taking away the 3,000th hit. But the real crime is this. I came up here with my family and Aaron Boone made my daughter cry. Cry. Really? Yeah. Really? Now, wow. the cause of the tears could be because i was booing and screaming so loud along with all the people around us and she was scared by all the noise and all the booing and cry right. and and it,
0: it could have been it, dad who made her cry right <laughs> yeah.
3: no see some people might say that oh, I some thought people it could might have been say that, that. no right. some people might say that yes was it me <laughs> booing and chanting yankees suck that scared her possibly however Aaron Boone made me do that. So Aaron Boone is responsible for the fact that my sweet 10-month-old was crying, and I will never (laughs) forgive him for that. Never. Never will I forgive him. So much so that I was texting people that I know know Aaron Boone, and I was like, bleep that guy, and you can tell him I said that. I'm with you. Aaron Boom.
0: More like Aaron Buffoon. How about yeah. that? More like more like Aaron Boo. <laughs> you can't spell boom without the boo. You can't I mean, spell oo without the oo <laughs> a
2: Good
0: job out of you. Yeah. That. Like what that. a terrible job by Aaron Boone for making the right baseball decision.
3: <laughs> I mean. Yeah, he sucks. And and I had people text me like, you know, he made the right decision. I'm like, you know what? Shut the hell up. Get away from me. Never talk to me again.
0: Here's the right decision.
3: The only reason anyone was paying any sort of
0: attention to a Yankees-Tiger game at 1 o'clock on a Thursday afternoon was to check in to see if Miguel Cabrera was going to get 3,000 hits. He would then have 3,000 hits, 500 homers. Not many players have done that in baseball history. No one gave a shit who won the game unless you gambled on it, all
3: right? Uh That's a terrible job by Aaron Buffoon.
0: Uh, Seriously, terrible
3: job. He. I saw a list, and I could be wrong, so like, this is where I'll get made fun of. I think it was – and by the way, this is obviously the guy who football draft special since we're talking about baseball. Yeah. He could join a list of people with 3,000 career hits – 500 home runs and a 300 batting average that right now i believe the only two members of are hank aaron and willie mays and cabrera could join that list when he gets 3,000 hits wow and let's just be clear here the real reason billy is out there is he is visiting lions camp today yeah i was at ford field just yesterday in fact i was gonna do this live from ford field Mm -hmm. but i couldn't figure out the logistics i was uh, when i was going over there doing like a site visit the Wi-Fi was locked and I couldn't figure out the Wi-Fi password so I figured why not just do this from the hotel sitting on the floor at a right. table with a uh curtains behind me, towels and sheets and blankets all over the place to make sure but that But there's it a good
0: chance you'll, you'll you'll go back to Ford Field. Later oh yeah, I'll, no, I'll definitely you'll go, go back. Spend to Ford some Field. time with Dan Campbell, you will try to get us some insight on what the Lions are thinking here yeah. in the first round of the draft
3: next week, of course. See if Refugee I can do. I mean, that's what you do, right? See if yeah. I can sneak my way into the draft room, see if I can get a little sneak peek at the board. I'll get back <laughs> to you on that stuff. Okay. <laughs> you yeah. Keep us posted.
0: Yeah. Uh, again, thank you to UFOs Feel the ooh ufos.com is the website uh, we will give you details again on our ufos draft kings pool here in just a bit but billy where are we going first here it is a big god bless football edition a special draft edition of god bless football we've got golik we've got mock drafts we got chris sims where are we going first let's start with the big guy himself mike golik All right, Mike Golick, who was drafted back in the 70s. Let's go. Let's go to the big fella first.
3: Stugatz, real quick, though, before we get to Golick, let me ask you a question. Are you looking to upgrade your recovery game? Me too. I just discovered Ufos. that's O-O-F-O-S, and it's Foam technology, a total game changer for my active recovery. As soon as I slipped on my pair of UA a sport flex sandals and woodland camo, I could feel the OO. The soft yet stable footbed and foam combination upped my active recovery game so I could run and jump while not being seen in the forest. Turns out, The ufoam that's in every pair of ufos absorbs 37% more impact than other foams so your body doesn't have to. Magic, right? No, it's science. Ufos reduces stress and pressure on my feet, ankles, knees, hips, and lower back. Before I tried my pair of ufos, as soon as I got home, StuGatz, I couldn't wait to get off my feet and ask them how their day was. Now. I look forward to getting home and treating my feet to a daily adventure while having the peace of mind of knowing they won't feel any stress or pressure. Lightweight, minimalist designs for men and women are available now with new styles and colors releasing monthly. So keep checking the website, ufos.com, that's O-O-F-O-S.com to keep your active recovery every season. Ufos. Feel the ooh.
0: The draft is coming up next week and it's become such a big deal. It really has. Like it dominates the headlines every single year and it dominates headlines while the NBA playoffs are going on, while the hockey playoffs are going on. Uh, People still are much more into the draft than they are those couple of things because the draft, I guess it suggests hope for certain teams, right? Hope. Can we finally get that franchise quarterback except for the Jets, Mikey? I hear you laughing. Uh, There is no hope. But Mike. When you were drafted, what do you remember about that? And how has the draft changed from that time until now?
1: Now, I got hurt um, my senior year, but I played hurt throughout the year. I should have had my operation in redshirt, but I didn't. So I got operated after the season was over. And while I went to the combine, and when I was a senior, the combine was at Arizona State and run out on, on real grass and outside and everything. But same thing, you do all the the you know the, the, the runs and everything, and the benching and, and, you know, the picture of Tom Brady that circulates every year of standing there. That's what you do. You stand there with your shorts on and you just spin around in front of all the teams and they look at you like a prized piece of beef. And the doctors rip any injuries you had apart. The, the thing I remember is you train for things that have nothing to do with football for about two, three months, right? 40-yard uh, dash, broad jump, high jump, Cone drill, 5'10", 15. And that's why every year I, I have more and more of a problem with the combine of what people are actually taking out of it. He's not running or he didn't do this. All of a sudden, you know, Kayvon Thibodeau is dropping. Why the f*** is he dropping? He didn't do anything. Right. He's watch the tape of him, and now in the offseason when he's not doing a play or doing anything, he's dropping. I mean, that stuff blows my mind. But so, and the first thing, whenever now, when I was done and I talked to players, the first thing they say is when it's approaching the draft is, I'm happy all that other stuff is over because I can start training for actual football again, what you're actually going to do on the field. You know, as far as the draft, you know, after my junior year, I was considered like a second round draft pick. Mm -hmm. And then I hurt my shoulder and kept playing. And, you know, as I mentioned, the operation, it got hurt. So I... had no measurables for them at the combine had you know three years of tape but (laughs) and so i ended up going in the in the 10th round i got called on like midnight you know by the gm and at that point i had been drunk sobered up and was drunk again my brother bob (laughs) came in for the draft and brought a bunch of beer Um, and you know it was it was over within a phone call but it it is the anticipation and that's what it'll be because every it's a different thing because the first rounders they're in this pride thing of where do I get picked in the first round, right? You know, you have the guys that fall, you know, like back in the day, Aaron Rodgers. And when Greeny and I interviewed him on draft day after that, he's talking about how ticked off he was. And we were like, dude, you just got drafted in the first round. You know, I mean, go ahead and enjoy it, you know. Right. And, yeah. But they mad, you know. And then there's guys like me. I was happy I got drafted. You know, in this, And Mike was waiting to be drafted, but he didn't. So he had to figure out which team he was going to go into a free agency. So everybody has kind of a different thought process going to it. And there's a pride thing of where you get drafted, how high you get drafted. But it's wild because you don't know where you're going. I mean, I had no idea I was going to the Houston Oilers. And then all of a sudden, you know, like my college, I could pick it. So I was picking where I was going and knew where I was going. But in NFL, they pick you. So you just wait to hear it said... Okay, I'm going to Houston, you know, and you go do what you got to do there. So it is the anticipation. And then there's the relief that that whole process that you started when your season ended to the training you did for your combine or your pro day to the draft is now over. You can kind of take that breath and say, okay, all that work is over. I'm done. Now I have to get ready to go play. And again, depending on who you are, if you're a first pick, a lot of times you get put right into the starting lineup. If you're not, I was a 10th pick, you're fighting your ass off for a job. So it's, I got to get ready to go play football again. But that's your comfort level. While there's nerves of going into the pro, into the sure. pro part of it, yeah. there's the comfort level of saying, okay, now I get to play the game I played on my life.
0: But, Mike, if I told you back then when you were getting drafted, okay, you're just out of college, that the NFL draft would turn into what it is today, you would have told me what?
1: I would have, I would have, I would have not believed it. Crazy. I would have, I, it is. So now, obviously, I was in one draft, you know, went through Mike's hoping he, he would get drafted, you know, and he didn't. But going through that process and then covering all the drafts I did at ESPN blows my mind. And you said it before. It's because everybody is involved. You know, unlike the playoffs where X amount of teams are involved and it keeps getting cut down, the draft is is your hope. Is this guy going to now help my team? You know, what guys are we going to get? What did we do in free agency? Then what, what were our 10 picks in the draft? How will they fit in? There's hope for every single team. I was always amazed because in the early parts of covering the draft, I would do radio on the first day and then TV on the subsequent days. So, you know, those days in the later rounds, you wouldn't think would be as important. But wherever we did now, back then, the draft was in New York all the time. The place is still packed. I mean, fans are still so interested at who their team is going to pick. And barnstorming it now, like they're probably going to do the combine, I think is a great idea. Take it to the different cities because it gets packed everywhere. It's again, reinforces why NFL football, by far, by far, Yep. is the most popular sport in the states
0: you know it's interesting Mike because well I'll pay attention to the quarterbacks it's it's the most glamorous position the most important position in sports and everyone's saying that this is a down year for the quarterbacks and Mike I'm telling you the last time and it, and it frustrates me every time because a nobody knows b. Here's proof of nobody knowing. The last time someone said that was back when Patrick Mahomes and Deshaun Watson were drafted. Yeah, yeah. They went like mid-first round, I think like 10 and 12, somewhere in that range. Those guys turned out to be pretty good quarterbacks.
1: Yeah, they did. Listen, you don't know. But what you can do is you can put together you know, stats that speak volumes. And we always talk about the, the draft, and you always talk about um, quarterbacks. So how, how does it hit? How does how does quarter? How do quarterbacks hit? Did you see the stat out there from 2005 to 2017? There were 35 quarterbacks drafted in the first round. Two are on their original team. Two: Patrick Mahomes and Aaron Rodgers. Now you didn't go after 2017 because you got to let those quarterbacks go for a couple of years. But sure. I'd imagine a Josh Allen is going to be that way, a Lamar Jackson is going to be that way, you know, obviously uh, others as well. Justin but you Herbert. Have to, yeah. yeah, you have to let it ride for a couple of years. But think about that. I mean, it has been a 50-50 shot in the first round, let alone quarterbacks alone. On not only if they're going to be deserving of the first round, but then it's not to be average, it's to be a bust to where you, you it up. Now, luckily, it doesn't cost you as much because of the rookie salary cap that it did when the I think Sam Bradford was the last quarterback taken before the salary cap when he was guaranteed fifty million dollars. Yeah, you know, and if you're a bust, you know, I mean, you're 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 screwed. So it's tough, but you're right. You don't know. You 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 absolutely don't know. That's why it blows me away when we go to the combine or the pro day. And we say, oh my God, look at this quarterback rolling left and now Fari Fow- threw the ball. Who gives a f? I mean, are you serious? <laughs> I mean, I, 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 it, I would tell my scouts, scout the football season, give me your evaluation of them actually playing football. And if your scouting report changes when they're in shorts and a t shirt, I might have some issues with you. Now, this is not taking into consideration if you get to talk to them, put them at the whiteboard, put them, watch them film. That's a different thing with a quarterback. But as sure. far as physical skills, being wowed by anything they do in shorts and a T-shirt blows my mind. Absolutely <laughs> blows my mind. Yet here we are. We just we just continue to do it. But we'll see. I mean, you know, I mean, you know, how, how many how many people, you know, uh, with, with Kenny Pickett, how many people two years ago even knew his name? You know, exactly. it's kind of like it was kind of like Joe Burrow when yes. he kind of jumped into the scene, right? Yep. Um, Matt, Matt Corral. I mean, I I, I like Malik him. I, Willis. Mike, the no one who was named so, two years ago. He didn't, but you know, Malik Willis kind of gets put in the Trey Lance category because you played at a small school. He plays at right. Liberty. Right. You know, Lance plays at North Dakota State, so you're not sure. You see some. T- you see talent, but now you got to be waiting. I'm not sure what will happen at this level. Malik Willis has an unbelievably strong. I'm great wonderful there have been plenty of strong arm quarterbacks who didn't do shit and I'm not saying that we'll, it will be him but was, was it last year your guy Zach Wilson with the Jets on his yeah. pro day rolled left and through that long pass and all of a sudden it was all over Twitter yeah. and, and I sit there am I taking f- crazy pills because he threw a long pass, rolling left in shorts and a t shirt? I mean, my <laughs> God. So let's wait and see what they actually do on the field. But that's the decision you have to make as a GM, you know, as a president, as a coach. Do we put our eggs in that basket? And nowadays, you look at some of these quarterbacks where they say they don't have to come in and play right away, they can sit. You know, depending on where they're taken, and we'll see. You know, that's a big talk now. Does Pittsburgh uh, take Willis and, and let him sit behind Trubisky, who has a two-year deal there?
0: Because I think the position is so important, and there are really three, maybe four potential guys that be taken in the first round. That position is so important, and there's so many veteran quarterbacks, I meaning the Bucks might be looking for their eventual right, right. replacement to Tom Brady. I guarantee you. Yes, people are saying it's a down quarterback class, but I guarantee you those three guys go in the first three quarterbacks are going in the first round, Mike. Oh, Vermeer, Willis and Pickett—they'll all be gone,
1: dude. They'll be. Listen, I'd set the over under at three. It may yeah. be over that because when right. you get to draft day, you know you, the, the the overvaluation of quarterbacks. Because then, especially if you start getting to the lower part of the first round, a team starts thinking, "Do I get him? Do I get him?" And remember. If you get him, one of the reasons you do it is if you're drafted in the first round, you have that option year. You have that extra year to decide. You have that fifth year. So sometimes a team will jump into the late first round and grab that quarterback because in the second round, it's a four-year deal straight out. You know, with, but, but the team has the option year if you go in the first round. Sure. So they want to have that option. So I say I'm agreeing at least those three guys. But But when does the first one go? You know, we started this process, it was like, oh, after 10 in the teens, now it's like, you know, does, does Pickett go in the top 10? And do they start moving up? Or do we actually have a draft where there's no quarterback, running back, wide receiver, or tight end taken in the top 10? And it's all edge rushers, O-linemen, and, quarterback, and cornerbacks. You know, that that's what we may get in the top ten. We have a big we have that that flux of of edge rushers and of offensive tackles and, and cornerbacks in the safety and Kyle Hamilton that may dominate, you know, the upper part of the first round.
0: Mike, I think the obvious teams to look at are teams like the Carolina Panthers or teams yep. like the Steelers who might move up to get someone. Um, a team probably, you know, the Falcons are sitting there at number eight. They just lost Matt Ryan. And so, you know, the Saints are looking for a quarterback potentially. So, yeah, I think I'm with you. I would set that number at three and I'd probably take the over yep. because every team yep. needs one and they have no idea which guy's going to pan out.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but but then also, because you mentioned Atlanta, so they signed Marcus Mariota. So that, that's a quarterback that can sit unless he just plays one better than Marcus you know that's the same thing with uh uh in in Carolina if you have Sam Darnold you know does it does he wait behind Darnold same thing in Pittsburgh and Mitch Trubisky these are Mm -hmm. not high caliber franchise quarterbacks we're talking about and Trubisky and Mariota uh, and Darnold so they could easily be passed but at least you could start somewhere else and bring these guys along because I don't know how much somebody wants to bring a quarterback in and just hand them a job and say go play you know, right. we're seeing that the team that did that like Jacksonville and they're still picking at the top. The Jets, they're still picking in the top five. The Giants, they're still picking in the top five. And, you know, they're not sure of their quarterback situations, especially both teams in New York. So, you got to kind of kind of wait and see.
0: Mike, you did a lot of college football games this yeah. past year. Who was the best player? in co- Who's eligible for the draft? Who was the best player that you saw?
1: Um, That I saw probably m- more a few of the guys from Georgia. Right. That I Avis, saw play. Right. Walker, oh, no, Tra- no, Trayvon Walker. Trayvon Walker. Trayvon yeah. Walker. See, yeah. now I watched Trayvon Walker at Georgia, and the way they had him play. Now, they had other great players there as well, but I didn't really think that they let him kind of do all he can do. So I think he'll even blow up even more on, on the defensive side of the ball on the D-line. So I'm looking forward to seeing where he ends up. But just that, just that defense. I mean, Aiden Hutchinson, I think, is, is an excellent edge rusher. I like Kayvon Thibodeau. I mean, he was the talk of everybody. And for some reason, he seems to have dropped off. I don't know why. The dude's kind of freakish. Um, I, I think one of the best players is uh, Evan Neal, the old lineman from Alabama. Uh, and why? Because this guy's played right guard, right tackle, and left tackle. That's kind of what the best linemen do at Alabama you start out inside then you work your way to the outside so he's versatile he can play and can play anywhere Kyle Hamilton people say I'm biased to Notre Dame this kid at 6'4 at safety his range I mean it doesn't look like he's fast and all of a sudden he's covered an amount of the field when the balls in the air uh, so these are the guys uh, I sauce Gardner the kid the kid from Cincinnati the corner I mean is phenomenal so and, and i'll mention a lot of players before i'll get to a quarterback right so that's why it's going to be always interesting on when we get to a quarterback but it, it's basically i would say the top guys in this year's draft are the edge rushers and the offensive linemen i, I think are the, the guys that are going to dominate the top of this draft
0: what do you think is going on with thibodeau there why do you think he's sliding it's oh, weird, well right?
1: I, mean, I mean i know he had he was nicked up he had the injury so maybe they wonder if he's injury prone I would say in street clothes,
0: that guy's looked like the most impressive guy in this draft. Yeah, he, he, he's the guy
1: that well, he's the guy that you have walk off the bus first, right? Yes, right. But, but I mean, <laughs> you do. You really do. But, I mean. Is Reggie White that guy for you every oh, time? Oh, my yeah. God. Every yeah. time. I mean, you know, six. You, what you see, <clears throat> I remember years ago, When, you know, one of the top edge rushers coming out was Dwight Freeney, our buddy Dwight Freeney. But he was like 6'2", so you had these shorter, really fast guys. Now, you're going longer edge rushers. You know, one of the best is Miles Garrett, sitting at 6'5". You know, Aiden Hutchinson is 6'7". Thibodeau is 6'4.5", 6'5". These guys are long rushers on the outside, and they're freakishly athletic. And they play pretty well against the run. You know, it's it's not like, oh, let's just run at them because if you run away from them, they chase it down, so run at them They hold up on the run pretty well. But I've seen that as a difference in the edge rushers, and I see it this year with these guys, is they're, and, and over the past few years, is they're taller, and they have that long reach and that long range. They get their hands on the offensive tackles. That position, those two positions have really turned into – finesse is a bad word because I don't want to make it sound like they're not physical, but you got to have – Offensive tackles that have feet like a dancer and, and hands like a boxer. You gotta be able to move, and they're doing it at 320, 330, but they're more athletic because you gotta take on these more athletic edge rushers. So it's a real fun battle to watch on the outside.
0: Mike, where do you think the Eagles are going? Because they could be a team. I could see the Eagles maybe trying to move up and get and grab a quarterback there if they're not sold on Jalen Hurts.
1: Yeah, the Eagles, I know they um they, they made that trade to get themselves. Uh, they had a more picks. They, they gave up a couple of them, but they wanted to. I, I think they're playing. They're playing kind of a futures bet uh, a little bit as well. So I, I see them going. Uh, a, I think a wide receiver at some point for sure. Um, I think, uh, and then probably on the defensive side of the ball um, uh, for, for their needs. But but I think they got to get a weapon for another weapon for for Jalen Hurts. Right. You know, I, I think Jaylen they got Devontae
0: Hertz, Smith last year. So.
1: Yeah, they, they did. I like him, but Rager wasn't, uh, wasn't, hasn't really panned out for him. I think it was the year before the year before that, uh, as far as was he, a, was he a busted receiver. I would look at cornerback. There's a few good cornerbacks. You know, We certainly know of, of Sauce out there, of Stingley out there, Trent McDuffie, another cornerback as well. So I see them with their couple of picks probably going cornerback and probably going wide receiver.
0: Uh, The kid you mentioned from Notre Dame, is that the only kid going? If I set the over-under Notre Dame uh, in the first round, is it going to be one?
1: Oh, yeah, it's going to be one. Kyron Williams, a running back, is an excellent running back, and he does the stuff that nobody really watches. He is one of the best blitz-picking up backs that I have seen in a long time. And, and let me tell you what, that's a, that's a freaking quarterback's best friend. So he could come in on third downs. He could be in on early downs, but he could come in on third down. He could be a threat out of the backfield catching the ball. But picking up blitzes, he's fantastic. But he won't go in the first round. Kyle Hamilton will be the only one, no, 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 Notre Dame player, going in the first round.
0: The strongest position, right, is wide receiver. Is that, is wide that receiver,
1: wide yeah. receiver and, and probably tackle. Strongest and deepest is probably wide receiver, yes. Yeah, I mean, you got that kid Williamson from Alabama who hurt as blue as uh, got hurt, right? But they said he'll be back. He is unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I think he's the. He'll eventually be the best receiver. But you know, everybody wondering about him being hurt. You know, Jamison Williams. You know about about what he's going to be able to do uh, because he was hurt. But I I have all the confidence in the world that he's going to be you know one of the top guys. Garrett Wilson, you know, from Ohio State. Uh, I, he is he is Alave. right there. Right. Uh, Alave, the kid from um, the kid from um, USC uh, as well. Drake London. Drake London. I like a lot as well. A lot. When
0: Mikey, of, when Mikey A knows the name, that's the guy he wants. Okay, he's identified. He's telling you who he wants. Right. I
1: I, I like some of these receivers because of their uh, some of their size. Some of their size is pretty impressive. Now you know, being bigger guys uh, like like Drake London is like six four, like two twenty. Yeah. You know, so I mean, that's you're talking about an advantage in height right out of the gate. So I like him a lot as well.
0: You got in some Georgia as well. Man. There's gonna be like five. I'm telling you, there's gonna be like, there's probably gonna be over five wide receivers taken in the first round. Oh, Crazy. without a doubt. Yeah, yeah. without Dotson out of Penn State.
1: Yeah, that's the deepest position.
0: Mikey, <laughs> yeah, does anyone hate pro days and playing without pads on more than Michael? he oh hates my it. God, despises He's,
1: it. You no, know, no, <laughs> it's not. It's not that I, I hate it. I hate what some people put on it. Right. That's what I hate. Oh right. my God! You know the quarterback threw. He uh, hit uh, sixty-seven out of seventy passes, but two of those were drops. Are, are you shitting me? Seriously? <laughs> I mean, wh- things what people are, what put on it like the number two pick. What What are we doing? <laughs> oh, oh no, my. the
0: Jets don't know what they're doing, Mike. I mean, <laughs> they, yeah. they, they made that abundantly
1: clear. <laughs> what do you What do you guys want the Jets to do?
0: Uh, I want the Jets to take as many offensive linemen as possible. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and a wide receiver, sprinkle in a wide receiver.
1: So I, right. I mean, I covered both the, the the top guys in Evan Neal in Alabama uh, and Iquano Iki Iki Iquano from North Carolina State, both excellent, yeah. both guys that could play inside as well as outside. Um, so the, they're they're really really em- Evan Neal looked like a freaking alien when I was on the field before the game really? at like six, seven, but he dropped a lot of weight. He was in the three thirties and I think he was in the teens at the combine. He didn't run. And and I love it when they say, Oh, he didn't run his 40. He's an old lineman. Old linemen should not be running forties. I would never have them run over 20 yards. Never. That's all you see the scouts look at right. is the, is their 10 and their 20. Mostly their 10. Why the do I care what an old lineman runs in a 40-yard dash? The, I, I worry more about him pulling something than what he freaking run. Now, when, he run, when one of these guys runs a 4'8", like Jordan Davis, a 350-pounder from Georgia, right. runs the, it's mind-boggling. But great, he can run a four-eight in a straight line. I watched him from the nose tackle position run down a running back going to the sideline. That's what I watched. That's yeah, exactly. all I give a shit about, okay, is what he does on the field, and he did it on the field.
0: How many times in your NFL career did you run 40 yards?
1: (laughs) Oh, my God. Especially in a full sprint. I'd start sprinting and realize I'm not catching it. Now I'm only running. I kid you not. I kid you not, and players will do this. Now I'm only running because in film the next day, if you get caught not running, you're screwed. So you'll run just because you know it's on tape. You know you're never going to catch the guy, but you're running your ass off anyway so you don't get pointed out in tape. Are you saying you ran just because Buddy Ryan? Oh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Listen, and I'm not the only one. Ask any defender when, seriously, seriously, I turn to run. Emmett Smith is already around the corner running downfield. I'm not going to catch him. Now, I'm sure they could say, well, maybe he gets held up by someone. you could be there. There are times when you know you're not catching them. Every defensive lineman knows this and has done this. But you know in your head, because you run pursuit drill every day in practice, that if you're caught on tape, not running, you're screwed. So that's the reason you're running. You're running for the tape.
3: Mike, not to compare myself to an NFL player Thank God. but yeah. in eighth grade I was playing cornerback in a game <sighs> and they, they made a pass to the opposite side of the field and the other cornerback got burned it went for like 80 yards for the touchdown I ran across the field and on the 10 I just pulled up because I'm like I'm not catching this person. What's the point? We won that game by like 40 points. And in the film session, the next day or two days later, I got ripped by the coach. Like, yep. I got to run it through all the way. And I'm like, why? I was not going to catch exactly. this that person. So
1: that's it, though. They want you to run. They want you to get in the habit of running just for that one time. That guy gets held up, and now you're in the right place, and, and you've caught them. So, yeah, I mean, as much as I would have laughed because you said, I'm not trying to – Look at us, huh? Look look at an NFL player. Two
3: peas in a pod.
1: You're right. I mean, (laughs) and, and you got caught, right? And in yeah. eighth grade, you got yelled at. So yeah. imagine that when you're getting paid and you're not running all the way, on, you know, the 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 security of your job. If you're someone like me, so my ass ran.
0: I can't wait, Mike. I'm going to go over three quarterbacks in the first round because I found my fourth quarterback, and I can't wait for him to turn into the best quarterback we've ever seen, and that's Desmond Ritter.
1: Desmond Ritter. <laughs> Let me tell you what he's the best. He's the best quarterback to throw on the run in this draft. He, he actually, there are some quarterbacks, once they get out of the pocket and have to throw, they struggle. If he, if he has to scramble around, he throws very well out of the pocket. I like him, and I, I do think there will be at least four, and he, he being one of them, right. might be later that will go in the first round. I really, do. Don't forget that? the kid out of UNC. Oh
3: yeah, that's right. Not Howell,
0: listen, yeah,
1: I'm, so I'm not. I, I'm gonna say this, and again, I, five quarterbacks in the first no. round? No. no way. Oh wow. I, I, I dare I am you to not, say it,
3: Mike. Say five. I, right. I
1: am not an overly monster fan of Howell.
3: Okay.
0: All so,
1: but, but you agree again, on the other four, right? But but again, I mean that that's that's me, and we know quarterbacks are are evaluated at times, and if they feel like, well, somebody else is gonna get them, I better get them. So who knows? But I think there'll be four. And if let me just say, if we do, we're do we doing this show after the draft and there were five quarterbacks taking in their first round, I'm not going to act shocked. Sure. It's, a, it's an overvalued position. Would yes. It's the most important position on the field, and yeah. it's the most over-evaluated position we have out there.
0: Uh, GMs will find reasons to take one. That's exactly they find, right. They will absolutely find reasons without to take one. Without
1: yes. question. Without yeah. question.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, so we're setting it at three, and we both hate, we both have the over here. Oh, I
1: think, with, without a doubt.
0: Yeah. I think four, and you think five, because you love Sam Howell. I mean, I, I, <laughs> <no>. <laughs> I'm,
1: I'm decent. And listen, I, and people always say, oh, my God, he does, I, I hope Sam Howell comes in the league and is great. Well, Mike, Mike, that's the thing. Sam Howell could turn out to be the greatest quarterback we've it's ever seen. Exactly no one knows. Right. <laughs> and, and I have no problem then saying I'm wrong. I don't care. Right. I'm not doing right. this out of ego. I'm doing this out of being an analyst and evaluating. I think he's the lower of the quarterbacks of the top quarterbacks we're talking about. But yeah. if he comes in and does great, man, I'll be I'll be the first one to stand and applaud for him. Go look, you were wrong. Okay, I was right. wrong. I think two of the most interesting names in this draft is going to be, there are those that evaluate Kyle Hamilton as the best player in this draft. And he may now, people have him dropping out of the top 10. And then Trayvon Walker from Georgia, because we talked about so many other players from Georgia. And I thought this even before the combine is when I watched film on them, but there were so many great defensive players. You know, you just, you, you, you can almost have your pick. I thought he could have, been opened up to do a lot more, but he didn't have to in that defense because of all the guys around him. He has a poten- He's going to be an interesting one to me again. Another six-five edge guy who can really let it loose. So those are the two guys to me. Ooh, I'm going to be real interested to see where they kind of their variations go.
0: All right, Gullick, Uh we appreciate it. Uh, get out of here. Uh, enjoy the draft. We will uh, break it down with you afterwards. And and again, we're me and you. Just so we're clear to the audience, right? If the over under is set of three, you and I are going over on the over amount of quarterbacks. quarterbacks. Yes. Okay. Good. Stu Gatz here for our friends over at Ufos. I'm really excited about this. Are you looking to upgrade your recovery game? Me too. I just discovered Ufos. That's O-O-F-O-S and it's Ufoam technology, a total game changer for my active recovery. As soon as I slipped on my pair of Ufos, I could feel the ooh. The soft yet stable footbed and foam combination up my active recovery game. So I could do things like play golf back to back days. No problem. Turns out the foam that's in every pair of Ufos absorbs 37% more impact than other foam. So your body doesn't have to. Magic, right? Nah, it's science. UFOS helps you recover faster so you can do more. We call it active recovery. Give them a try at UFOS.com. That's O-O-F-O-S.com and experience the OO promise. A risk-free 30-day trial that includes free shipping and free returns. Your recovery will love you for it. All right, it's our draft special here. God bless football presented by UFOS. Feel the OO. I love Ufos. I really do. The draft is a week away, and we'll get to that here uh, in just a second, but I am interested, and your partner Mike Florio has done some great reporting on this. Hey, because we haven't spoken in a while, your thoughts on Brady coming back and then the story that Florio and Ben Volen from the Boston Globe have really been all over. Uh, Brady, president, quarterback, Miami Dolphins, Stephen Ross, what are your thoughts on all this shit? <laughs> well, yeah,
4: I want you to give me some credit. That's what I want, because it's me and Florio <laughs> who started That broke the story. Right. Uh, I feel like it was me and Billy, to be honest with you. We gave
0: you, you know. Listen, we gave you we told you to we told you to track the story down, did we not? We said dig deeper, and you dug deeper. uh, uh, We dug deep. I dug deeper.
4: (laughs) And then I think it was that next Monday where I came on and I was like, I I I know a lot of stuff here. And it's like nobody really wanted to believe Florio or me with this. Florio had some pieces. And then of course we texted a little and yeah, I started to reach out to people I know and kind of found things out from both sides, the Brady camp and the Dolphins side of things, to go like, this is real. This happened. There was compensation talked about and already put in place. It was was way farther down the line than Sean Payton's ever going to let you know, or the NFL, because there were so many rules and bylaws broken by the NFL, they're trying to act like it didn't really happen. I mean, the Dolphins broke every rule in the book by pursuing Brady and Sean Payton and all that. But Yes. yes, it was a very real, tangible thing and the Brian Flores lawsuit and everything there definitely threw a wrench in it, curveball in it, whatever you want to say, and that kind of ended it.
0: So without the Flores lawsuit, it's your belief that Tom Brady is the president of the Dolphins. He was still under contract with the Bucs, so right. if he was going to play, he had to play there, right? Well,
4: yeah, I, w- I was led to believe that it was already been talked about with they were going to trade a second-round pick to Tampa Bay to get Brady. Oh. They weren't going to hold him hostage. Sean Payton and the Saints, that was going to be a, w- a first round pick to get that deal done and yes the the way I was told that it was going to let Sean Payton head coach Brady Bruce Beal part owner gonna give him a little time oh yeah I I retired but oh wait I changed my mind this Dolphins thing so good and then come back and play with the Dolphins that was what the plan was that's where the Stars were trying to be aligned by Brady and Sean Payton and of course it got upset by that and then Brady you know I don't know. I still will say, I think it's odd that he was in San Francisco the week Shanahan wasn't in the combine at the combine right And to me just too weird. <laughs> and then I think from there, what I know is all options were exhausted. Tampa Bay called Brady from what I know and basically it was like, hey, we're, we're going to start flirting with some of these quarterbacks that are out here. Deshaun Watson, they were going to get serious about all those conversations, Ooh. and that's when Brady was like, all right, well, then I guess i got to make a decision here. I don't really have any other options. I'm going to come back to you guys, and here we are now. Unbutton Podcast. Check him out right
0: there, especially draft week, football night in America, PFT with Mike Florio. Uh, is it your belief that a year from now, Tom Brady will, will execute that plan? He will no longer be under contract with the Bucs. He can go wherever he wants it. Stephen Ross desperately wants him, so.
4: To me, it's like it's it's that's like the only place I could see him maybe going at this point. yeah, right. he's building that house down there, right? You know mm-hmm. it sounds like that's where they're gonna relocate. I don't think he really wants to be on the West Coast and be away that far from his his uh you know other son who lives up in the New York area. So yeah, that's what I would see happening. but in my heart of hearts, I think this will be the last year. I think this will be it. I think he tried to finagle this to be his last hurrah. It didn't work out, so he's back with Tampa. And, yeah, I really think this will be it. What would you make of Tariq Hill, that trade, and what does it do for the Dolphins? Well, I mean, it's, I mean, Tyree Kill is, you know, for my money, one of the three, four best receivers in football, right? I'm a little different. I look at like Debo Samuel one, Jamar Chase two, probably Tyree Kill three. I'm more into like the weapon explosive guy. We've had this conversation, not necessarily like, oh, he runs the most perfect five yard route I've ever seen. Yeah. Screw that guy. I'd rather throw the ball to the guy that doesn't run the perfect five yard (laughs) route and then runs for 80 (laughs) yards after it. All right. So, um, but I mean, huge move. I think one, yes, helps Tua. We know that. I mean, and and I know a lot of people go, well, he'll never be able to reach him downfield. Well, that's not what they're going to be. Correct. I mean, they they basically took the approach of like, let's get two Debo Samuels, right? So one, we could fake the reverse to, and then the other one, we could throw the slant over the middle, and oh, we could fake the slant over the middle and throw to the guy in the flat and do all that. And I think between the running game of the you know McDaniel Shanahan uh, scheme there. They're gonna spread you out horizontally, reverses, outside zone, all of that stuff, and then and then they're gonna pick you apart in between once they spread you out horizontally, and it's gonna be Hill and Waddle flying through the middle of a defense, and that fits to and what he does very well.
0: Right, it fits his strengths. It's such a good point right. by you. It's like it, it's an extension of the running game, having Waddle and Tariq Hill. Throw him a couple of five yard out and, and just let him go do their thing, you know? No doubt. He's a yeah. wheeler
4: and a dealer. Like, if you got Tua, like he's not going to make Justin Herbert or, you know, Josh Allen-type throws. That's not what he's going to do. But what a lot of people said about him when he came out in the draft, he's point guard-ish, right? He knows how to just dish it, get it out. He's a passer. That's yep. kind of what I've said. He's a passer. He's not a thrower. He's not going to throw land. Laser beams down the football field, but he can get it out of his hand quick and some different angles and all of that. He is a decent athlete, and I think you talk about the runs, the bootlegs, the play actions, and those quick little passes that you just explained. That's perfect for Tua, and it's a, a should be a good recipe for success.
0: You mentioned Debo Samuel. What's going on there? And what would you, if you're the Jets, for example, and they need a wide receiver and everyone's and they have two picks in the top ten in the draft, uh, would you trade one of those first round picks for a guy like Debo? Samuel? Samuel, he was third in yards from scrimmage last year, Chris.
4: Yeah. No, he's he's the best he's the best receiver in the game. There's nobody I would take over him. There's nobody. Really? He's a weapon. Yes. Mm. Just because again, it's just, you know, he's a he's the kind of guy that I like because you could throw five, eight-yard throws and it becomes sixty yards. It becomes seventy yards. Here's a reverse, sixty yards down the sideline. We throw a screen against, you know, the Super Bowl Rams defense in the NFC championship game. He breaks three tackles and breaks somebody's ankles and runs down the sideline for 50 yards. That's special. He's one of the league leaders in yards per reception. And I bet you the numbers would back up that he probably catches some of the shortest passes in the game. So that tells you what he is. I would think the jets would be involved. First off, let me say this. I don't know what the hell's going on with Debo Samuel in the 49ers. I really Mm -hmm. don't. I'm not really sure. I was led to believe that he doesn't want to live in California anymore. And that was one aspect of this but I think there's more at play here and I haven't gotten to the bottom of it yet now if I'm the Jets I definitely would look at that I mean why if you looked at Tyree Kill and you know supposedly maybe DK Metcalf right. why wouldn't you be looking at this guy mm-hmm. yeah the only and, and of course they have knowledge of them the Jets was LaFleur and Sala they know what the guy is my only thing is this Stu Gatz that I'll raise for you as a Jets fan the the, the price tag in my opinion, is steeper for Debo Samuel than Tyree Killer, Devontae Adams. That's where hmm. you can look at their trade. It's gonna take more to get Debo Samuel. year four, he just hitting this prime. Yeah. You know, 49ers, they got Trey Lance. They want to make it work. Debo Samuel is very important to what they do. They'd like Debo Samuel there to help Trey Lance. They haven't got to really, you know, bear the fruits of his talents yet, like Green Bay with Adams and Tyree Kill in Kansas City. So that, to me, raises the price. And I think it would take a haul to get Debo Samuel off the 49ers right now, at least.
0: So if I told you it would take knowing the Jets have a lot of needs, uh, if I told you
4: it was going to take two first round picks, if you're the Jets, would you do that? I wouldn't. I wouldn't. If I'm the Jets, I just go. You know what? I'm going to take Jamison Williams at number ten. Right. He's coming off a torn ACL. So what? He'll be ready by week five, and we're not just getting him for next year, anyways. We're getting him for an arsenal of pure Zach Wilson firepower for two, three, four years down the road. That's what I would do. I would keep the needs. You know, uh, I wouldn't just sell it all for 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 one player. Uh, Chris, is there
0: a In this class, because the last time I heard it was a bad quarterback class in the draft, I think Deshaun Watson and Patrick Mahomes came out of that draft. So did Mitchell Trubisky, by the way. Uh, Is there a Hall of Fame quarterback in this class? Is there a guy you could see 20 years down the road going to Canton because he was that good?
4: Well, the potential, like as far as just talent alone, I mean, Matt Corral and Malik Willis have like potential to be that. There's some physical attributes about their game where you go, whoa like that's legit like whoa! holy crap so there is now they just they're raw they gotta put it all together you know corral is my number one quarterback and he'd be the guy that i only look at to be the only one worth a top 15 pick i know i'm in the minority there i get it i don't care i was in the minority whenever when i said josh allen was the you know the number one pick or mahomes is the number one pick yeah sims
0: Um, you live in the minority man that's where you're most comfortable
4: i I guess i do you're right you're right but i look at them as potential but yes you know corral he hasn't totally put it all together yet and malik willis the same thing to maybe even a greater extent just a little bit more raw you know i i like pickett but as you've heard me say i think early on in the process there's nothing that wows me about him at all and i don't think he can really ever be anything as far as a top 10 quarterback in the nfl is concerned i don't see that hopefully he proves me wrong but that's just my my you know thoughts off of my studies
0: i know you're saying there's only one quarterback worthy of a top 15 pick and that's corral but how many quarterbacks do you think will go in the first round
4: i think that um, it's two to three right it's two to three i I don't think a quarterback's gonna go in the top ten I don't. One thing I'll say, because I got a real good feel for the draft, I'm totally done with all positions, feel good. One thing that jumps out, even though we might not have the huge superstars of the draft, there might be no Miles Garrett all right, or that kind of guy, I get it, but I do think there's a clear line of demarcation of at each position, there's two or three guys that are clearly above the rest of the group and i think that's going to add to the value of those first 15 20 picks. So, i don't think anybody goes in the top 10, then after that, i think that's when we might start to see, you know, some action happen. What i want to, you know, what i i just wonder is you know, Detroit end of the first round if one of these guys is on the board and they also have pick 34. Will they make a move? Will they draft it? You know that that to me is going to be a, a big factor. But uh, you know, it seems like people think Malik Willis is going to get drafted first. Yes, uh, I mean that's what it seems. And like. you take Corral. You know, yeah, I would take Corral. But yeah, we'll see where it goes. Willis and Corral certainly have a lot of talent, though. That's for so sure. So at
0: the wide receiver position, which everyone is raving about in this draft, two of the two guys you just said there there are two people at every position that are that are you know clear cut above everyone else. Yeah. Who are those two wide receivers? Jameson Williams? Who's the other?
4: Yeah, Jamison Williams is special. To me, the next guy on the list is the kid from North Dakota State, Christian Watson. Really? Uh, that, to, yeah, he's he's DK Metcalf. I mean, he's you know, Chase Claypool-ish. He's, he's a specimen. I mean, you know, and again, I, I favor the guy, uh, yes, can catch a slant and outrun everybody for 70 yards. I'm a little more into that than the refined, like, oh, he runs the perfect right angle when he gets to the top. I'm, I'm, that's all good and dandy. When you can fly and go, people, you get open because they're scared to shit that you're going to run by them, so they turn and run, and then they just put the brakes on. So I look at that to be the the guy there, but – maybe one position where it's not as desperate to necessarily get those top two, because there's the, the fall off is not maybe as dramatic at this position as maybe some of the other ones, as I just described, there is a lot of good and receiver, as you know, uh, Stugatz, it's a little bit of like, what do I, what type of receiver do I need for my team? Or what's my, what do I fancy? You know, you might have the explosive fast guy. Now you go, Oh, we need the Drake London type. The big guy can catch a back shoulder or a jump ball and all that. So that's, what's going to play a, A part in this as far as receivers go as well so if you're the jets and and i ask you this because i'm a jet fan i ask you this because they
0: have two picks inside the top 10 but i also ask you this because you love zach wilson so what's important like what do the jets need to address here what do they need to get for zach wilson in this draft
4: i i I mean that that to me if you got another receiver just to round out the group but it doesn't necessarily have to be a superstar not with the group you got you know, again, if you got somebody in the second round with one of those picks, I'd go okay. Yeah. Corey Davis, Elijah Moore, and you know a top of the second round pick. Damn, that's pretty good. Let's go to work. Yep. Um, but but the Jets, where you're they're where you're concerned there, at four and ten. To me, the good thing is you have three needs on your football team, and that's pass rush, corner and wide receiver. Uh-huh. And I just think you're you'll you're going to fill them within the first two rounds. You're going to feel very happy. I think almost no matter how it plays out, I think that the Jets are going to find three viable players there. You know, I I would like to see them get a pass rusher with one of those top 10 picks. That would be my guess and then you know, I do wonder if they're in the Sauce, Sauce Gardner business maybe you know, from Cincinnati, that corner there.
0: Chris, I've heard people say that Sauce Gardner, first off, great name. What a great yeah, name. Great I mean, name. Fun. I want my, I want every cornerback I have to be named Sauce, you know? Yeah, uh, I hear, hear that. Exactly. But I hear people saying that he's the best player in this draft.
4: He's in the conversation. Yeah. I mean, he's a hell of a player. He really is. I wouldn't put him in front of the two pass rushers, right, Aiden Hutchinson or the kid from Georgia and I wouldn't put him in front of the two tackles, Iki Aquanu or Evan Neal from Alabama. Mm -hmm. After that, I think it's all very debatable after that. To me, those are the four best players in the draft and then, hey, if you want to say it's him or Kyle Hamilton the safety from Notre Dame one of the D tackles from Georgia or somebody Jordan uh, Davis I, I a lot of people yeah. like
0: Stingley yeah
4: yeah right it could be Stingley I'd be scared of the Stingley I'm I'm yep. sorry I, injuries. I'd be scared Yeah Well injuries best football he played was 3 years ago I mean yeah. we're going to just dra- we're going to draft a guy cuz what rivals.com made him the number 1 corner <laughs> coming out and he had a good freshman year and we're just going to go off of that I mean that to me is what we're doing here that's just Well
0: I mean Sims, you're the one breaking down the film like no one else I've ever seen so yes in in the absence of having access to you okay people are gonna go off that magazine you're you're right well
4: it's a big time (laughs) potential I mean I, I he's got great hips and great feet and all of that but you know does get bit beat by people you go that guy should never beat him I don't know what he's doing sometimes gets beat doesn't make a tackle doesn't look like he even cares and then so, you know, that's that's what would scare me. And then the injuries on top of that. So I know people say Stingley top 10. You know, I am one to go, man, I wouldn't touch that. And him and Thibodeau from Oregon. that Those are, to me, very dangerous and overrated prospects.
0: Uh, that's interesting with uh, with Thibodeau because in streak lows, that guy looked like the most menacing person on the field at Oregon games, you know?
4: <laughs> well, he's he, he looks the part. And again, I think a little bit of here if we're going off of looks the part and wherever rivals, you know, high school evaluator drafted them, and we're going to just continue that conversation. He's a good player. He's a first round pick. He's probably the sixth or seventh best edge guy in the draft. But that's that to me. So those are two that to me are kind of the unknowns of where they go and could be the curveballs in the top ten to leave what I would say are better players on the board for the teams after that to take. Unbutton Podcast, Football Night in America,
0: PFT with Mike Florio. Give us the best player in the draft. Your best player in the draft.
4: Man, I I, I think I would go with Aiden Hutchinson. I would. He's too good of a football player. I, I won't lie, and I'll say, you know, I wish he was a hair better of a pass rusher, but it's still damn good, and he's so dominant in the other areas. That's where he's amazing. And, you know, his size... He's incredibly quick and athletic. He can throw. I mean, when he gets his hands on you, Stugatz, it's over. He throws tackles and linemen off of him like they're flies. So I would go with him. He would be the number one pick for me. Um, And, you know, and like I said, I mean, the Georgia kids are all phenomenal, but I I think I would go Aiden Hutchinson. All right, I'm going to uh, quickly
0: here just throw out a team, just like four teams here, Chris. You tell me what you think they're going to do, okay, or what they need to address. Uh, The Kansas City Chiefs.
4: Ooh. You know, receiver could be a possibility, of
0: course. I mean, mm-hmm. th- that's the way they're built. To where, By the way, know, Mahomes just, doesn't sweat this, right? Like, he feels like, hey, the offense is going to be fine. As long as I'm here, it doesn't matter if Tariq's here, we're going to be fine.
4: I, I mean, to me, yeah. It's, people yeah. are crazy He's to Mahomes, think, like, right. like, yeah. I mean, when when Tyreek Hill didn't play, I think they were 4 and 2. Right? <laughs> I mean, <so laughs> like 83,000 yards, think? right? <laughs> and nobody was, like, thinking Tyreek Hill is, oh my gosh, Tyreek Hill until what happened? Until 4? F- Mahomes got there, and everyone went, Oh my gosh, he could throw at 70, and this guy can run 70 in three seconds. So, (laughs) I mean, you got to have the quarterback to show the talents there. But, you know, Kansas City, I could see that being a, 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 you know, certainly a need a little bit. You know, another pass rusher, I think that's probably the one I look at the most. It's just a guy off the edge. Frank Clark, he came on at the end of the year last year, but they don't really have much depth or big time talent there. They were one of the league, you know, at the bottom of the league as far as sack's concerned. I think pass rush would be the one. All right, Green Bay Packers. Well that I mean, we know what that is. I mean, they gotta get a receiver. Nothing or they two. gotta get
1: receivers.
4: Yeah. Yes, yes. Multiple. I'm not saying that's gotta be their first pick of the first round, but they don't even have enough depth on their roster at the position. So yeah, that's the number one thing for Green Bay. Uh Patriots. I would think O line is for Patriots. O line okay. would be the place I you know, they traded Marcus Cannon, um, you know, Trent Brown on a one year deal. The O line didn't play as well last year. I could see them being in the, the tackle conversation there. You know, at pick, what are they, 22, 20, mm-hmm. Yeah, I could see them being in the tackle conversation. I think there's legitimate five first-round tackles and probably eight O-linemen all together that can go in the first round of this draft, Stugatz.
0: Uh, Chris, the Jets have to take a tackle at some point, right? You have to protect Zach well, Wilson. I mean,
4: I mean, I don't know if you need one, like, desperately. Okay. I, you know, I think all they're right. happy with Fan. He played pretty damn good, he did. you know? Yep, yeah. And then... You know, you got to use your assets and what you got to a degree. They got to give Makai Beckton the show. I mean, Makai Beckton, when he plays and he's healthy, he's shown the ability to be really special and dominant. Yep. Now, do they want to get a guy maybe in the mid rounds, you know, to kind of, okay, in case Makai Beckton gets hurt again and, hey, here's a guy that's depth and maybe can play for us one day and be a starter? Yes, I, I'm with you there, but I don't know if I'd waste one of the first, you know, four picks uh, on, on that position. All right, uh, last team here, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Ooh. Um, That's a tough one. No, yeah. I think Tampa, it, it is a tough one. You know, tight end right now, it can be they lost O.J. Howard, and we don't know what Gronk's doing. I expect Gronk to be back. O line is interior O line would be another thing there. Um, you know, Allie Marpet retired. They lost the kid Kappa to, to Cincinnati. Uh, so that could be a, a possibility. I think those are probably the interior offensive line. Like, if you want Brady to stick around for another year, maybe that's what I would look at. (laughs) You know, maybe they could be looking at a defensive tackle with Sue, you know, being out there, departed. They really can kind of just go best available player. You know, and if the best corner is on the board for them, I think they could do that too. That's what I, good teams could do. Yes. Their <laughs> teams are really good. So I don't look at them to go, right. "Oh, there's one thing that's really an issue." You know, they got Joe Tryon on the first round last year. Right. So they got him as the pass rusher to replace JPP. There's not a lot of holes on that Bucks team.
0: Uh, It dawned on me when you said, you know, you didn't know exactly what's going on with Debo Samuel. You have an in in the 49ers organization. I mean, he's your best friend. I I know. Uh, Is is Shanahan not calling you back? What the is going on? What's happening? No, I
4: mean, but he's not going to tell me about this Uh, right now. He's not. And you know what? And I know other people. I mean, well, yeah, I know other people (laughs) out there, too. And this is where I know or I feel there's more to this is because. It just seemed like people surrounding the situation were very scared to really get into it. That it's it's okay. it's delicate is the word I heard. All so right. there's got to be something more here. I know I yeah I, I glean the little he doesn't want to live in California, but I got to think there's also another thing here at play, and I just haven't got to the bottom of that. So maybe if I talk to you next week or the week after, I'll I'll get to it.
0: Okay, I talk to you every week. You know that. Uh, real quickly, yeah. we'll get you out of here. Uh, Baker Mayfield. Where, how does that end up? Like, how do wh- wh- what's the what's the end game there for Baker? Uh,
4: to me, Seattle or Carolina. I think that's that's where it goes. Logical. I know. Yeah. I, you know, my my buddy Florio thinks Pittsburgh. You know, could be a place where he goes when all said and done. I don't think it's crazy thought, but I I, I do look at like Seattle and Carolina to be you know the leaders there. Um, but they're not going to trade anything for him, not for a guy that they know is going to be released at some point, or the sure. Browns aren't going to keep or can't keep. Mm-hmm. So that's where you know it gets interesting. But you know, if I'm him, it's a tough decision. Both teams, none of those teams are great. But I will say this: you know, Seattle, you know, you got the two receivers, but there's a lot of holes on Seattle. Carolina. You know, there's a lot of young talent on the Carolina Panthers. There There really is. And you could go there and throw to McCaffrey and, you know, uh, Robbie Anderson and DJ Moore and company and and put up some numbers and look good to where you could set yourself up for some success. So, Mm -hmm. you know, neither place is that bad, but I think it's clearly going to be one of those two.
0: What do you remember about your draft day? Anything? Anything stand out? (laughs)
4: I mean, I was sitting there on my ass forever. That's what I remember. <laughs> I thought I was going to go maybe late first round right. and like the night before I kind of got wind that the the Ravens were going to go with Kyle Bowler. So that was like my first blow. Right. The ra—that the, was the Ravens. The Raiders had kind of, and Al Davis had led me to believe that if I was there, they had two picks at the end of the first round. They were going to take me. Uh-huh. So when they came up, I was like, "Oh, here's my chance. Hopefully." I-. And they didn't. And I sat there until the end of the third round and told some <laughs> friends to leave and went upstairs and just said, "Man, this is." torture that's what I said
0: I'm sorry buddy I'm sorry to laugh at your torture <laughs> no, it's all good
1: what was big f- doing
0: what was your dad Phil Sims big f- he
1: doing? was downstairs they He's left me pissed. alone they, right. they, they were downstairs <laughs> they knew I was like
4: I didn't want to deal with anybody uh yes yeah. Yeah, so. the phone finally rang and it was John Gruden I was very happy about that
0: all right, um, listen, unbutton podcast. By the way, tell people where they could check you out next week. It's a big week. NFL fans love this week. It's the best week of the off season. It's draft week. So tell people where they could find you, where they could check you out.
4: Yeah, anywhere you get podcasts, you can find Chris Sims on Button. I've done all my draft breakdowns. You can go back, listen to any of that. Hey, Pro Football Talk, we're going to be doing it, you know, 7 to 9 every morning on Peacock. You can also download that as a as a podcast too. So we get into all of that. Uh, you can always find me there. And then at qb on Twitter is uh, where you'll find me on social media. And then and draft night, I'm going to probably be sending out a tweet for each pick and, you know, what I think of the pick and how it makes sense for that team.
0: All right, excellent. Uh, by the way, did you enjoy your 420?
4: Yes, I did. I did. I mean, Good. it wasn't like I didn't really get to, like, go hard. You know, I had right. to get up early and do a 7 a.m. show. I gotta, yeah. My wife at, like, 9 o'clock last night, she's like, I'm surprised. I'm surprised. I was like, what do you mean? She's like, <laughs> I'm just shocked you're not, like – and a really cloud of smoke and just going hard at right now. And I was like, I know. I was like, well, I guess I'm 41 now. It's official, and I got to get up early. <laughs> All grown up, man. Look at yeah, you. I, I mean, yeah. I'm
0: 49. My wife said you've never looked so
4: stoned in your life. <laughs> uh, good for you. I'm glad you got it in. I'll make Listen, up for four, it tonight.
0: 420 for me. was the 419 was the same as 420, and 421 will be the same as 420. And so will 422, four5 You know the deal. Sounds good.
4: It's uh, a good plan.
0: Yes, well, thank you. It's the only plan I know. Unbuttoned Podcast, Football Night in America, PFT with Mike Florio. Chris Sims is the best. He joins us here on God Bless Football. Uh, I'll try to uh, – I can't promise you. I'm going to try to leave you alone, but I can't promise that I will. So maybe we'll talk next week to break it down. We'll see.
4: Yeah, yeah, definitely. If I got time and we can figure it out, you know I'll be there, Stu Gatz.
0: You know what I'm realizing
2: as Fine. we're doing this draft show? What? We're doing this with two people who were totally burned by the draft and have like negative tastes in their mouth about their draft experience and you just keep asking them like, so how was it? Having to wait around forever to get drafted, buddy. Did that suck? It's like, yeah, it was one of the worst days of my life. Thanks for bringing it up again.
0: When I asked Sims, I totally forgot that he slid. Like he was waiting around like Aaron Rodgers. I totally
2: forgot. I Colin got drafted in the 10th round, which I'm pretty sure they got rid of like forever ago.
0: I got to tell you, though, the Eagles got some bang for their buck there. They got a career out of Mike Golick, and they drafted him that late in the draft, Billy. What a steal the Eagles got, no? <laughs>
2: I think he told us he was drafted by the Oilers.
0: <laughs> what a steal! I mean... <laughs> Google it and check it out, please. See what comes up. How do you Google Mike of... Golick. <laughs> uh,
2: hold on a second.
0: Uh, oh, just my Google God. My... What I happened? just did. What
2: happened? Coleen Junior comes up before.
0: Oh no! Oh, my God, that's worse than falling in the draft.
2: You I mean. should have called Gojo and be like, Gojo, how did it feel uh, not getting drafted at all, buddy?
0: I should have done that. Yeah. I regret not doing it. Oh well. Uh, was Golik indeed drafted by the Oilers? He was. He was on the Oilers for two years. Oh, what a steal. And what a trade by the Eagles. I don't know if they traded for him or not.
2: You know a lot about your best friend, Dolick, huh? <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, my God. That is too funny. Uh, so, Sims is upset with you, man. But um, draft happens. information. I, I'm serious, Billy. I don't know if there's anyone doing it any better than Chris Sims is doing it right now. Because what I promised the audience, what I am telling you, is no one has researched it more than Chris. Like, watch the film. Like more so than Mel and Todd because Mel and Todd are talking to people and they kind of use their gut and their eye test and all that. Sims is like breaking down film of these guys playing in college. Every single game they played, he is watching that film and that's how he comes to his conclusion. So, hmm,
3: I'm, I'm yeah. now I'm still on Golicks Wikipedia and I found out that he was inducted into the National Wrestling Hall of Fame. <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm pretty sure we talked to him about this, but I forgot. Like as a, as an actual wrestler, he's he's in there.
0: <laughs> okay good well, he's anyway in, he's at two hall of fames none of them the nfl i mean no. he's in the radio hall of fame and a wrestling hall of fame two that? That he doesn't want to be in <laughs> yeah, exactly right
3: he wants to be where reggie white is anyway uh, you ask who's doing this better and who knows more than chris sims about this yeah i feel like i know someone who we've wasted enough time it's time yeah. for your mock draft 1.0 stu
0: yes the draft authority it is time my first ever mock 1.0 okay it's my first ever mock draft that i am releasing publicly i will tell you last year privately i got every selection in the first round correct okay wow so, <laughs> i'm just private it's my private my private record book okay yeah, yeah. so uh here it is my first ever mock 1.0 presented by our friends at ufos It's a big week. It is draft week, and this is Mock 1.0, my first ever released mock draft. And again, it is presented by Ufos. Feel the ooh. Thank you, Billy. You know what that means. What does that mean? The pick is in. Oh, a pick is in with the number one pick in the 2022 NFL draft. The Jacksonville Jaguars take defensive end Aiden Hutchinson out of Michigan. How about that? I mean, this guy is fast. He is athletic, and that's why he is going number one overall out of the University of Michigan. A pick is in. Number two, the Lions. They take quarterback Malik Willis from Liberty. They say it's not a quarterback draft. Teams get very excited when they see a quarterback is available. You never know who's going to be the next great. A pick is in. The Houston Texans at number three take Trayvon Walker, defensive lineman from Georgia. This guy takes up a lot of space. He's faster than people think. Another pick is in at number four. The New York Jets take an offensive tackle out of NC State. They need one to protect Zach Wilson. His name is Ikem Okunu, I think. Doesn't matter, as long as you can block. A pick is in! Number five, the New York Giants. Take a tackle from Alabama. I always feel good taking a tackle from Alabama. They take Evan Neal. How about that? Draft pick with two first names. A pick is in! Carolina Panthers. They are on the clock. They're off the clock now. Why? A guy slipped to them. Kayvon Thibodeau, defensive end, Oregon. A lot of people thought he'd be the best player in the NFL draft. Oh, another pick is in. It's the Giants via Chicago. They Oh, what a name. Ahmed Sauce Gardner. Giants need a cornerback, and this is the best one in the draft. Number eight. The Atlanta Falcons. It's never too soon to start thinking about who's going to replace Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan is gone, and I promise you, it's not Marcus Mariota. So they go with Kenny Pickett, quarterback, out of Pittsburgh. They don't care about hand size. A Pick is in. Number nine, Seattle Seahawks. They need a receiver. I'll tell you why in a second. So they're going to take Garrett Wilson from Ohio State. And here's why a pick is ended. It's a trade. A trade at number 10. And this is why the Seahawks needed a receiver at number nine. At number 10, the Jets via Seattle. They trade that pick back to Seattle. And you know what they get? They get DK Metcalf. That means Seattle has the 10th pick in the draft. They just took a wide receiver, Garrett Wilson, to replace D.K. Metcalf. Who do they take now? Matt Corral. Quarterback from Ole Miss. How about that? So now they have fixed everything. Russell Wilson and uh, Metcalf are out. Metcalf are out, and you know who's in? Garrett Wilson and Matt Corral. It doesn't feel fixed. Number 11, the Washington Commanders. They need a linebacker, and they get the best one in the draft out of Utah, Devin Lloyd. He has some motor, that kid. A pick is in. Number 12, the Minnesota Vikings. They need a cornerback. They also need a quarterback, but they need a cornerback, and they take what many people feel like might be the best player in this draft. He's from LSU. Cornerback. Derek Stingley. Unbelievable job by the Vikings. A pick is in. The Texans via the Cleveland Browns. They take Chris Olave, wide receiver from Ohio State. You got to give Davis Mills some weapons. Everyone knows that. A pick is in. Number 14, the Ravens. Safety, Kyle Hamilton at a Notre Dame. Smeddy's favorite player in this draft and this is why the Ravens took him because they know what they're doing that's it I'm not certain if it's Ozzie Newsome still but I am certain the Ravens know exactly what it is they're doing and a lot of people think that this kid could be the best player in the draft I know I said that about Stingley but now I'm saying that about this kid number 15 a pick is in this guy can also be the best player in the draft he's a defensive tackle out of Georgia His name is Jordan Davis. Uh, How about that? This is a great draft. (laughs) Number 16, they wanted 15. Ufos only asked for 15. I gave you the entire first round. It's on me. Feel the ooh. Thank you. Uh, Number 16, Saints. They need someone. You got to give Jameis a chance. They're going to do that by drafting a tackle out of Mississippi, Charles Cross. CC. Uh, Pick us in, number 17, the Chargers. They need someone to protect Justin Herbert. They get it with offensive tackle. Bernard Raymond. He's out of Central Michigan. Billy, I want my tackles to come from Michigan. You know what I'm saying? Central Michigan, preferably. Thank you. You do know what I'm saying. It's amazing. He always knows what it is I'm saying. Uh, Number 18, the Eagles via the Saints. They take Devontae Wyatt. Defensive lineman from Georgia. So that's the Eagles' strategy. They have Jordan Davis, and now they have Devontae Wyatt. Everyone said that was a pro defensive line at Georgia last year, and the Eagles believed them, and they have the entire defensive line now. Number 19, Saints via Philadelphia. They need a tackle. And Trevor Penning is sitting there at a northern Iowa. If my tackle can't be from central Michigan, he better be from northern Iowa. And that's what the Saints are getting. A pick is in. The Steelers. They lose Ben Roethlisberger. They gain Mitchell Trubisky. They still need a quarterback because no one thinks Mitchell is any good. I'm not even certain Mitchell thinks Mitchell's any good. They look to Cincinnati and they take Desmond Ritter. Smeddy does not like that pick. Huh? Oh, I heard you. Knock it off. The 21st pick, the New England Patriots. Maybe the best player in this draft because the Patriots are taking him. He's a cornerback from Washington. I watched every snappy play this season. It's Trent McDuffie number 22 the packers billy they need wide receiver help why because aaron wants it and whatever aaron wants he gets and they also lost their wide receiver Devonte adams to the raiders but rogers wanted that because he wants to prove he can win with any wide receivers so they take drake london from usa <laughs> who i think personally is the best wide receiver in this draft a pick is in The Arizona Cardinals at 23. Tyler Linderbaum, center from Iowa. If I'm going to take a center, he better be from Iowa. Pick is in. Oh, my God, it's moving fast. 24, the Cowboys. Zion Johnson, guard, Boston College. Twenty-five, The Bills. Oh, my God. They're taking a cornerback. This is what good teams do. When you're good, you just take a flyer on a cornerback. You hope he turns into Deion Sanders. And that's what the Bills are doing with Andrew Booth Jr. out of Clemson. How about that? Oh, another pick is in. 26. The Titans. They take George Pickens. Wide receiver out of Georgia. Tannehill needs a receiver. They get him one. Another pick is in. The Bucks. Brady wants a receiver. He gets one. Traylon Burks wide receiver Arkansas who I think is the best wide receiver in this draft I've said that about four of these guys already the Packers need another wide receiver at 28 they take Jermaine Johnson perhaps the best receiver in this draft he's from Florida State another pick is in 29 Kansas City Chiefs they take Muffa I think I have no idea what his name is he's a defensive lineman from Minnesota. The Chiefs also have the 30th pick. I'll get back to you on that one after they make their selection. 31, the Bengals. The Bengals, wow. They need protection for Joe Burrow. They looked at Texas A&M. They looked at Jimbo Fisher and them boys. And they take Kenyon Green. And the final pick in the first round of the NFL draft, the Lions via the L.A. Rams. They need a cornerback. They look to Gainesville, Florida, and they take Kair Elam. I will give you the second round tomorrow, and I'll get back to you on the Chiefs' 30th pick. And again, I will let you know who they take after they take them. Brought to you by UFOs. Feel the ooh. All
3: right, Billy, what'd you think of the mock? Huh? I took it seriously. I think I did pretty good. Well, now that's just 1.0 to be clear, right? Yes, yes. I have yes. an idea
0: for you to What's guess. Yes. By the way, did you like how I said uh, every wide receiver was supposed to be the best wide receiver in this draft? Yeah, 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 yeah. Of course, I mean that's what you do. Yeah, yeah. yeah and yeah, throughout yeah. the episode, you named
2: like six people as this is the best person in the draft. I think you did it like three or four times with both Golic
3: and Sims for different I people. Did. I did. Yeah, that's yeah, what I do, Bill. Yeah. So I have an idea for Mock Draft 2.0 presented oh. by Ufos. Feel the ooh. Okay. This is what I think we should do next week because next week, obviously, we'll do like a kind of like a draft recap. Yeah, I think it ha- it works best with Golik, and let's be real—he's not listening to this right now. And if you yeah. want to compete against us, go to DraftKings.com/slash God Bless Football. I guess it's not even competing against us; it's just seeing if we're right or wrong, and then you make your prediction in the prediction pool, where you could win your share of five thousand dollars in prizes. So. Billy, they'll have questions. They'll have they'll have things you can bet on based around the things that Golik said during this episode. All right? of like the things is number of quarterbacks things. in the yeah, first yeah, round, yeah. stuff like that. Yeah, That'd yeah. DraftKings.com slash God bless football. Okay. So I think that next week you should do a mock draft two with yep. Golick just for the first round after the first round has already happened. And you're gonna be redoing your first round mock draft and see how long I you could it. go. Because he's not gonna be down I for any shenanigans. Now I love it. Obviously you need to get like the first eight or so right, but I yep. say maybe like at 9 you throw in something that didn't happen, but you stick to just to, to keep more like, percent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. This yeah, is yeah, my yeah. mock draft 2.0. Okay. Cuz once you get once you get through like 6 or 7, he will be like this is stupid and then like at 8 or 9, you're like at 8 or 9, this is who gets picked and it's someone who was not picked. And then he'll argue with you and say that that's not what happened. You're like no, Mike, Mike, this is my mock draft 2.0. Right. And then yeah. I'll be there to back you up. Yeah. Uh, of course you will. Uh,
0: but even though because by getting one wrong, it will give my mock 2.0 more, more credibility. Exactly.
3: Yes. Yeah, more. The credibility. more you get yes. wrong, the more because you're right, like yeah. so,
0: by six or 7 he I'll get annoyed by eight or nine. He's punching you in the throat. Not me. he will yeah. punch you in the throat. Right? Yeah, probably because I'll yeah. think it's your idea. Right? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Right.
3: Yeah. I love you so much. I, mean, I would <laughs> suggest me doing it. But the thing is, yeah. is, I never did a mock draft 1.0, so it wouldn't make sense for me to do a mock draft 2.0, but maybe next year. I like that idea. Let's yeah. do that. Let's see how long it takes for him to
0: explode. Okay. I yeah, yeah. say <laughs> pick five. Uh, DraftKings.com backslash God bless football. Play in the God bless football prediction pool presented by Ufos. Listen to this episode of God Bless Football. Predict how accurate the crew's predictions are. Head to DraftKings.com backslash God bless football now to play free for a shot at five thousand dollars. How about that? Five K in total prizing. Contest locks on Thursday. April 28th, at the start of the first round of the NFL Draft, UFOS, feel the ooh. Terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Billy, I am psyched. Someone's going to win $5,000 in prizes. That's awesome. It's a great job at a DK and a great job out of our friends over at UFOS. Oh, I love UFOS. Feel the ooh. Best friends? Ufos this week, is my they're my best. Listen, wow. Ufos allowed us to do a draft special and allowed me to release Mach 1.0, and next week, Mach 2.0. <laughs> Ufos, best friends. How about that? All right, Billy, enjoy, uh, enjoy Detroit. Get back to us after you uh, spend a little time with Dan Campbell, okay? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll report back to you from Ford Field. Wait, Billy, by the way, if Miguel Cabrera is not going to hit this weekend, what does that mean for you?
3: Dude, if Miguel Cabrera is not going to hit today on Friday, We're getting into trouble because my flight is tomorrow coming back and my wife and daughter are here and I do not know how much longer they're going to want to do this. So this this doesn't happen today. We're in trouble. Let me tell you something. You send
0: your wife and daughter, you send them home on a bird. Okay. Mm -hmm. That's what you do. And if he doesn't get it in Detroit, I hope that he does this weekend for your sake. But if he does it, you're headed to Minnesota after this. You are in this for the long haul, Billy. That's it. I don't want to be doing this by myself. It's so boring and lonely if I'm
2: doing this by myself.
0: You don't even need to fly, Billy, to Minnesota. You just walk there in the Ufos. They're so comfortable. Okay. <laughs> Great idea. <laughs> All right. We'll talk to you next week, and then you can check in with uh, with the Vikings, Billy. See what's going on wow, there with Kirk Cousins. Yeah. yeah about then that. I'll meet you. I'll meet you in L.A. for the draft. <laughs> I always said Kirk Cousins because I have no idea who the head coach
3: is. <laughs>
0: <laughs> God bless football, Billy. God bless football. God bless Ufos.